0: Welcome in to another episode of the Section Y Podcast. We're going to break this thing up into threes. I'm going to address the controversy, talk about the game last Saturday, and then look ahead to the SEC tournament <clears throat> this weekend, which as of recording this has already started, but we'll get into all that. So who do I have with me here tonight? Hallelujah, Jubilee. Montana. I can hear the angel band. Amen, what do you, bro. So we got Harb with us and he's got a Whiskey Myers hat on. For sure those that I wore, are I wore it just for my buddy. For those that are listening. I wore it just
1: for my buddy.
0: <laughs> and then we got Big Montana's also here as he's putting a big dip in.
1: I wore my hat because I wanted to wear it. I don't wear clothes for anybody else because I ain't queer.
0: <laughs> there you go. Day <laughs> <All right. laughs> Day De- <laughs> Vol couldn't join us tonight. He had a uh, prior engagement. He had to be at. So. Did you see that? I'm not watching. Okay. Harbin's got the SEC tournament on. Ole Miss, South Carolina. Who I picked, All- Ole Miss. Ole Miss just won,
2: pretty much. Well, good Six for Six seconds left. Ole Miss up five, or shooting free throws. Spoiler alert.
0: Well, good for them. If you're listening, you may already know this because the episode will be out and you're, it's probably Thursday. Um, so, hopefully, you're listening to this on your way to work Thursday morning or um, at work. Shout out to the Nashville Nashville folks that listen at, at work. Hopefully, they're listening yeah. all on separate computers so we get higher ratings. Um, but uh, hopefully, you listen to this before the SEC tournament starts um so this past saturday night guys you saw it on twitter i i tweeted some stuff and it i didn't really notice it till probably sunday afternoon maybe around lunchtime that it had blown up because normally when i tweet something from the section while i twitter account it gets very little to zero interactions and for some reason, this one got a lot of interactions. So, I don't know. I guess it, all it takes is the right person seeing it. Um, but basically what I said, I was reading. We were we were all texting each other, and I was reading some other things, and I got really aggravated because people were crapping on Tennessee basketball, crapping on Rick Barnes. We just finished the season 22-9. and nine. I know we lost to Auburn, but – it was just it. It just really like got under my skin Saturday night, and I'll read it to you. I'm trying to pull it up here. I had it pulled up, and it went away. So I tweeted, "TN fans, Tennessee fans, amaze me. They'll slobber, and I misspelled slobber. Slobber, slobber. Spe- the uh, spelling police got me. But in my defense, the spell check on my phone never called it." And Charlie Burris, who writes for a living, said he never saw it when he responded to one of the tweets. So, in my defense. Never happened. Anyway, they'll slobber over Tony, Tony V, Tony Vitello. I put choke two years in a row in NCAA tournament. Went to Omaha, lost two in a row. Lost to Notre Dame last year in the Super Regionals. And praise Kelly, Kelly Harper. One ranked win in 2022-23. They beat LSU Saturday night. Great win. Very happy for him. But if you listen to Lady Vols fans, they were just over the moon. It was like they just won the national title. And they love, I love all, And I love all these guys and, and ladies. Don't get me wrong, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But he choked against South Carolina Hopple. But shit on Rick Barnes, who has Tennessee relevant in basketball after he in, der, inherited a dumpster fire. Dumbest fan base in America. Now, that's
2: where you lit the fire.
0: but, But listen, that's where people twisted this tweet and these comments into something it wasn't. It was not aimed at any other Tennessee coach. It was not me crapping on any other Tennessee coach. I love our coaches. I think they've done an outstanding job, Kelly Harper included. My only complaint is, Why does Rick Barnes and Tennessee basketball get so – I mean, it's like it's elevated when these guys lose a game. It's here we go again, season's over, same old story, over and over. Why is that not the same case with all sports at UT? How many decades have we gone through here, or how many years have we gone through and seen this same stuff over and over and over again? Tennessee baseball, they've not been relevant, done anything in years. They choked two years in a row when they had the chance. Tennessee football, same thing. They choked this year against South Carolina. The lady balls haven't beat anybody of any significance this year except LSU, and then they got beat by near 20 points against South Carolina. All I'm saying is, why are these losses not treated equally? And some of the comments I got just blew my mind. And some of them were good. Some of them were good and got what I was saying. But many people didn't. I got one, and I'm trying to find it here, and said this was the worst, one of the worst Vol Twitter accounts ever. I don't even think the guy follows me. Here's a mm-hmm. delete account. Um, This guy said, I just followed only so I can unfollow. <laughs> That's at 1986ChampMets. Good job. Uh, Let's see. There was another good one on here. Um. I mean, just anything – it just blew my mind reading some of these comments over the weekend and spilling into Monday that um, basically was saying that I was crapping on other programs. It just frustrates me that everybody else gets a pass. Like, when do they stop getting passes? Like, when is the line drawn? Because this has been – since he's 22-9 in men's basketball, we're ranked in the top 15 all year long. Um All the analytics say we're one of the top five to ten teams in the country, and we lose a game to a pretty decent Auburn team, not their best under Bruce Pearl, but we have maybe two bad losses this year. I think Colorado and Florida are probably our two worst losses. Everybody else is – well, Vandy's probably down there in quad two too. Everybody else was not a bad loss, Um, but it's just like elevated when Rick Barnes in Tennessee loses – But we're giving everybody else a pass, and I just don't understand it. That was the crux of my tweet the other night, not to crap on anybody. And that got misconstrued, of course, and obviously by the Twitter mob. But, uh, yeah, I'm not crapping on any coach. That's just a fact. I love our coaches. Name a school with better coaches right now than Tennessee. I don't think you can, top to bottom. What do you think, Harbin? What do you think about all that as you witnessed it go down Saturday?
2: I thought it was funny, honestly.
0: <laughs> I it, I it was it. funny. I laughed about most of them, but some of them I was just like, "You guys are getting some of the most ridiculous takes and ideas out of that post I posted."
2: I know you, so I know what you. I knew what you meant, and it's a good point. Um but I do think the last sentence you put in there is what got everybody fired up, Colin. Call, our pretty much our target audience—the dumbest people in America. Um Which, but it, but if you if, wanted engagements, you got them. By God,
0: that's not why I said it. I was just saying, I, let's I, stop I being, let's stop being dumb. I'm let's, with you, like,
2: like I said, I know what you meant, but there's a lot of people that don't know us and don't know what we mean when we say things
0: because they're Uh, dumb
2: maybe i would call it ignorant (laughs) because they're they're not informed of our style per se um i don't know yeah i know what you mean though i mean barnes gets the most heat for shortcomings out of any coach here uh however people came out of the woodworks after after the football team after the, that night in Columbia, and people were pissed about the baseball. I mean it's it's all it's all recency bias, in my opinion. Like I mean, people 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 were,
1: people people were pissed off over the South Carolina. They're yeah. like, you're this close to doing it and couldn't do it. They, you know, I don't think they were dragging hypo over. I think they were more or less dragging the team, uh, yeah. which they should have because they played like shit.
2: Yeah, you're right I agree with that too. Uh, and people were pissed about uh, about baseball when we lost in the supers. Um, yeah. People were crowning us best college baseball team of all time in May, and then you go out there and you can't win two out of three against a team that's unranked in your home ballpark. I mean, that was. I mean, that yeah. got the people fired up too. <laughs> I and- just don't.
0: I don't remember it being to the level of questioning the coach constantly. No.
2: Uh, In Hopple's defense, I think it's too early to question him since he overachieved so much.
0: Oh, definitely. No doubt.
2: I I think Hopple gets the most heat because he's the longest tenured coach and we've kind of gotten used to what happens in springtime. I think that's part of the reason that people are kind of over it. It's like um, it's like a coach that gets you out of the gutter and gets you to the hump, which I would argue that we got over the hump, whatever that proverbial hump is. But they might think that depending on who we hire, we could make that next leap after Barnes. So I think that's why we get a lot of frustration with that. Kelly don't get a whole lot, lot of scrutiny just because not a lot of people watch women's basketball. Let's just be 100% honest with that statement.
0: Oh they do. that's that, you're right. The one of the comments about the Lady Vols I got that frustrated I me. Mean, I can't find it on here. I know it's on here, but basically one one person said the Lady Vols and Kelly Harper are living up to expectations. And I about fell over backwards. Expectations at, at Tennessee for the Lady Vols are one ranked win in an entire season. And make just making it to the SEC title game. I thought it was getting to the Final Four. I was about to say the
2: national you, title. You could argue that Tennessee women's basketball has top two expectations in the country between them and UConn. Top you five, can
0: at least. I mean, at yeah, least top five. I mean, you five.
2: could throw Stanford in there, and I guess now South Carolina, South Carolina and Notre Dame, and like. That. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, expectation le- levels are always high because pat you know but I, I don't know i feel like i feel like expectations have been lowered for him over the last how long has it been since pat retired 10 years 11 years something like that
0: yeah something like that yeah um i mean it definitely has i'm just saying when that comment was made to me in in the argument that Kelly Harper was meeting expectations I mean for goodness sake she's in year four and unless she brings in some stud freshmen or portal players they're kind of almost rebuilding next year and they're in year four and they're winning one ranked game they've played what a handful all year that's the best they can do that's that's not expect- that's not meeting expectations for the lady balls to me. Things may have changed. I don't know. I not in my book. <laughs> when you walk in Thompson Bowling Arena, you don't see NCAA tournament banners or Sweet Sixteens or Elite Eights. You don't even see Final Four banners. You see national championships, and that's what this, that program should be about. But I just wanted to address the controversy. I don't hate Tennessee fans. I I haven't given my opinion yet. Oh, go ahead, Big Montana. How do you feel? <clears throat> I
1: was honestly heartbroken over over what happened. I felt like we had a good stronghold on the UT fans as, as a a podcast of the people, and I feel like, I feel like we kind of <laughs> let them down, Nice. And, you know, it kind of reminded me of uh, Kendrick Perkins this week. Oh, he He said on, <laughs> on first take, and I kind of feel like um, I got to address this um, – you were out of line, a hundred percent. You were out of line. Uh, you called the fan base dumb and I'm here to stand up for them. As you may have saw on Twitter, me and you got into a heated discussion in the church parking lot Sunday morning and, uh, deacons and pastors and elders and the clergy. Was it, be- was
2: it before or after the service?
1: It was after the service. After. so we, really didn't, okay. we didn't get a chance to really go down to the altar and, you know, work it out. So there's still, there's some beef there.
2: Um, uh, I want to address one thing you just said. We did not let down VolNation. We didn't do shit. It was
0: nice. Yes. From <laughs> our- it was me. I ain't backing down from it. I said what I said. From our Twitter account, though. <laughs> no. I said what
2: I said. <laughs> I mean, it's yours,
1: but it's ours. But so I, I honestly think the that people just need to calm the hell down. I mean, it's not a big deal. Um that's my favorite thing about Twitter is if people just get so damn offended over dumb shit, you know, like I've seen people get pissed off about Morgan Wallen tweaks this week. I'm like, who cares?
0: Really? I haven't I, seen that. What he tweeted
1: I, I just people, you know, saying, well, still supporting racism and all this. Oh, other God. But, uh, you know, uh, the traditional country music crowd saying, look, this crap. Willie Nelson, you know whatever, and i you know I'm whiskey
0: like, Myers.
1: We get it, man. Uh, you know, not everybody drinks a craft beer, but they listen to music. Some people like a good Miller line.
2: Um, uh, sp- speaking of speaking of Morgan Wallen, uh, think the think the outro to this week's episode should be ninety eight Braves because we were right, that listen, close. Baby. We were that close. We let it slip through our fingers because of a tweet. Those three pitchers. Andrew and chipper.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you've seen or I've told you our ratings or statistics. They're pretty bad. So we were we were close to the
2: hump, niece. That's that's going to be my excuse now. We were right there. I'd, hey, I'd,
1: football, football season, we're coming back, boys.
2: We we're in the NLCS and just kicking, not get out of
0: it. I, I did get uh, some support from some folks um, who told me to stay strong. And it it weeds out all the idiots. So there's that for your, for something. So, well, we have haters now. So that's cool. We definitely have ha- haters and losers. <laughs> listen,
1: listen, boys, which there are
0: apparently many.
1: Any, any press is good press. I'd agree
0: with that. There Maybe was, more, there, was, people there, people was the there was there was some people making movies, boys. There was some people that. Actually commented and like wanted to talk about it instead of just blasting the comment. Um Zach McGill, who I went to high school with, says no one cares about RB, Rick Barnes, or Tennessee basketball. It's baseball season. That was dumb. Sorry, Zach. That was dumb. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. Um I oh God, there's one in here I really wanted to. I mean people took it serious. I mean, I wasn't calling Tennessee fans dumb, but that but things like that is dumb. Saying that Rick Barnes needs to retire is dumb. I'm sorry if anybody on here thinks that. That's dumb. Rick Barnes has us win in twenty to twenty-five games a year, going to the NCAA tournament annually. We're anywhere from a three to a five seed every year. What's so wrong with that? Mm. Mm. Man, you all are speechless. Mm.
1: I mean, I, 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 I can personally argue both sides. I, I can too. Listen, I get it. If that's your goal is to make the tournament, Rick Barnes is your man. I I'm just tired of seeing teams that you know that are beating number one teams in the country. They're beating Kentucky. They're beating you know Alabama. They're winning the SEC title game, and then when the proof comes to shove, or you know when the proof's in the pudding, they get put out by Michigan in the second round. Like, that infuriates me. And that's just the – that's Rick Barnes in a nutshell. I'm sorry. I like the guy, good Christian man. Um, I wish – listen, I hope I am 100% wrong. I hope the Vols are playing in the last game of the season this year and everybody can make fun of me on this podcast. I hope that happens. I'll buy a damn T-shirt again. I bought a T-shirt last year when they won the damn SEC term. But – it just – I don't know. It just – it's like there's so much momentum and the trains run downhill and then we get hit by a bigger train.
0: I don't know. Well, <clears> throat> my throat> argument all year well, – excuse me, as I choked to death. Um, <laughs> really? <Rick. about, laughs> I'm yes. getting my comeuppance. Um, <laughs> but my argument with it – I was talking to – I can't remember who it was the other day. Maybe it was Nick Bernard, listener of the show. Um and basically what we said – I hope it was him, by the way. So, if you're listening, Nick, and this wasn't you, then disregard this conversation. Um, my my point all year, and I've texted you all this several times, is – and I know Josh Walker, who doesn't listen to the show, friend of mine in Big Montana's. Harvey met him at LSU. Um, Tennessee's too inconsistent. We've been up and down all year. Yes. What team in college basketball hasn't been on a roller coaster ride all year long? Perfect, um, perfect. I mean, it's everybody. Purdue was the hottest team in America, unanimous number one. And they lost like five out of six to finish the year. Uh, Alabama has been up and down here recently from problems from within, mostly. Houston has been kind of up and down. Um, Arizona has been up and down. Kansas had a rough streak in the middle of the season. I mean, it's not just Tennessee, but I think somebody compared it to we talk about Rick Barnes inconsistency, he's wasted opportunities. What about John Calipari in Kentucky?
1: I agree. I mean, that's I think, that's I I, honest, I I said the other day in the text, I was like, one guy yes. who's done worse as far as you know expectations is John Calipari. I mean, you bring a guy in paying that much money, and he's getting first-round draft picks every year, you're expected to be elite eight or bust, if not a Final Four championship team. I mean, I understand it's hard to win with one of your guys, but he's kind of past that now. He's done getting the one-and-dones, right?
0: Yeah, he's not really getting that many anymore. Yeah. No, because so like,
2: you can go the G League
1: now. <laughs> right. So I mean, he He's literally been the poster child of um underperformance. well
2: i think i think where a lot of the um frustration stems from is like yes our basketball program was dog shit when barnes got here but now we've gotten a taste of relevancy right we, we've gotten we've gotten a number one number two number three in the AP. We've we've been the two we've been a one seed or a two seed in NCA tournament. We've won the SEC, and human nature is the more you get, the more you want. Right. So,
0: and what I truly said.
2: believe, hell, uh, <laughs> and I truly believe that I don't know if a Sweet Sixteen will cut it, but if we get to an Elite Eight this year, not a single person will be bitching about Rick Barnes at all
1: not one it's it's kind of the same situation if we go back five years ago whenever butch jones was winning eight or nine ball games a year eight ball games a year um you know half the league was like we would have killed the we eight win team under Dooley. we would have killed the been eight win team under this and we would have killed the been like that's great but like he got us there got us back to relevancy but it wasn't enough like he meet he And I'm not comparing Butch Jones to Rick Barnes at all, but I kind of am. But anyway, but, you know, we saw what happened. And, you know, it necessarily wasn't Butch Jones being a good coach that got us to eight and four. It was him being a good recruiter who brought in Josh Dobbs and Kamara and Hurd and everybody else. But whenever the talent was gone, you know, it showed his true colors. And it was time to move on. And we really should have fired Butch Jones after that Vandy loss the year uh, 16, but we didn't. So, I'm not saying that the same thing's going to happen to basketball, but I hope it doesn't happen the same, the same way it did in football.
0: I'll, I'll say this. If we get to the Elite Eight and don't get to the Final Four, this guy right here will not be happy. That mm. won't be because of Rick Barnes. Mm. <clears throat> I'm just tired of getting getting to the dance floor and not get out there and dancing. You know what mm. I mean? You know what I'm we're saying? Be
2: upset if we go to our second ever elite eight,
0: and and don't get to the final four. Yes,
2: I mean you I'll be should. upset. in the moment. I'll be mad of, that
0: we lose.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, help we go to the national championship game and lose, we're gonna be upset. I mean, that, that's just nature of the beast. But you're not gonna sit there and and bat
0: and bash the team and the coach. No, of, no, no. I'll just be right. I'll just be disappointed that we lost. I mean, I. We were talking. I don't, I'll probably cut it out. I'll probably, probably cut it out, but Harbin said we needed to put in the 98 Braves Morgan Wallen song as our outro tonight. But that song basically talks about the Braves had one of the best teams ever in, in baseball that year in 98. You had Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones. Um, uh, I'm forgetting who played. Was McGriff on that team? I'm pretty sure McGriff was on that team, the Crime Dog. Look how many Hall of Famers are on that team. Yep. And they didn't even get to the World Series. But that song, the other night I was sitting outside listening to his album. I mean, think of, he could put, and I tweeted this, he could put Tennessee any season or lot pick a lot of seasons in that song instead of the Braves. Tennessee football, 2001. Tennessee football, uh let's see I'm sorry Tennessee basketball 2018 Tennessee baseball 2021 or 2022 whatever you want to call it um how many times have Tennessee blown opportunities to to win something and be relevant it's been a lot and I think that's what's frustrating overall to me my whole argument with with the hate on Rick Barnes is he He's he built this program up. It's nationally relevant. It recruits at a high level. Competes for the SEC every year. Competes to be a top four seed – or, sorry, one of the top four seeds in a region every year, which is what well, you want to be.
1: I, I kind of think that people are bashing Rick Barnes because he got the product to a championship level fast, and he – Honestly, had a great team with Grant Williams and Schofield. And that year when they lost a sister, Gene, and I understand stuff happens, it's all about runs and all this other stuff. But, like, and then last year, too, like we were sitting there saying, you know, this is going to be a Final Four team. They ran through the SEC tournament, they ran through the SEC for the most part. Um, And I think that we kind of saw Rick Barnes win early. With, you know, without his guys and he's getting his guys. So you're just thinking that honestly, he's just going to get better and better. And the same results kept happening and happening and happening. And I think Rick Barnes would have almost been better if he gradually got better instead of getting good so quick. Because I mean, he was there, what, two seasons and they were pretty yeah, much rolling. In,
0: in his third season is when they won the SEC regular season with Auburn. Exactly. So like it would,
1: <laughs> he, it's the same with Philip Fulmer. He created a monster, right? You know, yeah. we did. And, and, and like Harp said, you know, it's never enough. You give them an inch, they want a mile. Like, you know, it it's just the natural well, human desire. We're all desire. guilty of it. Yeah. It's a natural human desire, right? Like, well, yeah. you want, well, I'm going to give you two free beers. Why, well, you know, I'll really have six. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> the same principle. <laughs> <as you>. uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you know, and I, I honestly think that we haven't had a chance in football until this year to even be remotely in the conversation. You know, we're just sitting here at the beginning of the year saying, hey, we hope it's eight or nine wins. And if it's 10-win season, my God, we've done something. And we end up winning 11, and we're like, holy shit, you know, we're one game away from the college football playoff. Um, and, you know, the same with baseball. Nobody gave a shit about baseball four years ago. I mean, they didn't. You can buy tickets for five bucks. Now, go see Gonzaga play on Friday night. You're going to pay $50, you know, in like a, you know, non-SEC game. And I honestly think that Tony Vitello, if he doesn't do something soon, he's going to be in the same situation getting bashed like Rick Barnes because people are over it. Um, I I said something today on Twitter, and I got – Mr. Stanton got mad at it, but I said, boys, if we can't run the bases, let's put the lightsabers up and the Darth Maul mask up, and let's let's get back to basics and not lose to Boston College on a freaking Tuesday night because we can't run the bases. We scored 12 runs and couldn't win. Like, it's a joke. Do better.
2: If you scored 12 runs and don't win, I don't know if that's exactly all on base running.
0: Well, we, 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 there was so there was I so many. What we for. scored twelve last night,
1: ten or twelve,
0: something like that. I thought we lost seven to six or something like that. I didn't watch it, so I, I didn't either. I was watching uh, mid-major basketball all night, and it uh-huh. was not it was not good last night, except for the uh, Colonial Athletic Conference championship game: Charleston versus uh, UNC Wilmington. Great game. The rest of them were total duds. I turned on. You're
1: right. It was seven
0: six. I'm sorry. I was about to say I didn't think they scored twelve runs. (laughs) You would have been right. If they scored twelve runs and lost and something else was going on, but I don't know. Base baseball's so such a different sport than basketball. That's such a different sport than football. I mean, you lose one or two games in football, you're done. You lose nine games like Tennessee has in basketball, you're probably right in the mix, right in the thick of things. You're you know, not leads,
1: but in, in baseball, like, you just need to win the series. If you just win the yeah. series, if you win two out of three games, you're good. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but we've created a monster. Yeah. We're sweeping folks the entire time. And last year we we were, we were, you know, killing folks until we played Kentucky. And we lost two games out of three and the sky was falling.
0: Yeah. Well, the sky, if you got on last night, people were panicky but they weren't criticizing is my whole point is if that was a game that Rick Barnes had lost last night to say, I don't know, I'm just throwing a random Tennessee Colorado. tech
1: Colorado. or
0: Colorado, let's, let's use that people were all over him back in December about it. But last night I, I saw a little criticism of Tony Vitello because of the base running. And that's been an issue with this program over the past three years, especially it's just been overshadowed by the amazing pitching and outstanding hitting that they have. But I don't think they have the offense that they've had in the past. Obviously, you can't you, after losing that much firepower. But there was very little criticism of the – I'm talking about the loss. I'm not talking about how they lost. Right. Um, but, you know, people were, well, it's early. It's not – it was a Tuesday night game. But I get it. I totally get it. But but he's in year five you shouldn't lose to Boston College with the talent we have on a Tuesday night at at not kneeling – at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. I'm sorry, you shouldn't. Nope. I've got I've got a couple
2: points about the baseball. Um, one, um, the base running is an issue. However, I think it's really the only flaw that our baseball programs had in the last three years, so <laughs> it stands out a lot more then let's say I don't know the basketball team may have two or three flaws or the football team may have two or three flaws uh because we've done we've done literally everything else at the highest elitist level that you can whether it's whether it's pitching hitting for power hitting for average we've done it all so if we have one thing that we're really not great at I don't know the exact stats and we might not even be bad um But if it's something that we're not great at, obviously people are going to point it out and be like, oh, well, you can't do that uh, in June or whatever, which is all fine and dandy. But we we as a whole just overreact in the moment, whether it's good or bad. Right.
1: Honestly, I think last year the reason why they lost in the Super Regional or Regional or whatever it was, was this right here. Whenever Gilbert or whoever it was got tossed in that game and he had to sit a game because he basically told the umpire to go F himself or whatever, and he got jacked, it literally brought everything down. Wow, so, and, and honestly, Tony Vitello has to do a better job of controlling his guys. Now, I haven't seen anything crazy happen yet, but, you know, the crawling the home plate and putting your finger on it and being a douchebag, listen, it's funny, it's all, it's, it's all great, but at the end of the day, it's going to catch up to you, and you're going like a freaking moron. Like on Tuesday night when you got lightsabers and putting thing Darth Vader mask on, you get beat by Boston College. It's nonsense. Go win the damn game. Like I said today, yeah, have fun this summer when you're at Myrtle Beach talking to women with a championship ring on your finger. That's fun. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just how I feel about it. I can go back and forth on that. Um... I like and I, and I like it. I do, but to an extent, like you got to back it up, man.
2: Yeah, uh, and for the most part, most part they have. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, you you lose your last series of the season, but mm-hmm. uh, whether it be the coach or the players, I mean, pe people get motivated to play or perform at their highest level differently. You know, some coaches are like military generals, like stand straight, shut the hell up, and just go out there and play. The other coaches are like like read the room, and it's like, man, if these guys want to talk some shit, they're good enough to back it up, and I'll talk with them. You know, it just kind of depends on who's in the room, and I think I think we've kind of proven over the last two and a half years that we feed off of that kind of energy, and I'm totally fine with it. And if that makes us look like dummies when we lose our last game of the season and everybody's making fun of us, so be it. Because I think if acting like choir boys, I don't know if we'd get that far. I look
0: at it. Yeah, it's um, you know, each team has their own vibe, and whether
1: it's a it's a it's a fine line. mm -hmm. It's just like being a class being a class clown in high school, right? You can walk that line and get away with it, but you know where the line is, and you better walk it, or you're going to get in trouble. I mean, it's the same principle.
0: Well, we'll continue to have this conversation, I'm sure, because I, I just don't think that this Tennessee basketball team and we'll talk about Tennessee baseball too but especially Tennessee basketball there's just something about them right now that doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence that they're going to make a deep run and I'm almost kind of waiting on or expecting a uh, a round of 32 or round of 64 exit just depends on who they play but we'll talk about that as we go on but I, I don't I don't think this is the last that we're going to have these conversations of of people really questioning rick Barnes, questioning you know how far he can take us um all that stuff it's just it's just frustrating to me because i I like rick Barnes. i think he's a great coach he wins 20 to 25 games a year we're competing for the sec we're for the most part competing nationally we may not be going to the final four but when i say competing nationally we're recruiting on a national level we're getting a one of the top four seeds in 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 a region every year, um, like the guys on Hoop Southbound said, at some point those that's got to pay off. At some point, you would think, will it? I don't know. It may not, but um, and and college basketball so wide open that they could do that this year. But we'll see. I don't know. It it'll be interesting to watch here over the next couple weeks.
2: I've got a I've got an interesting way of looking at it. I believe. Uh, and I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but every year we've been expecting a run. At least for like the last four or five years, we've been expecting a run. Yeah. This year everybody's checked out. Expectations have never haven't been this low going into March for Tennessee in six years. This is when it's gonna happen. Yeah. Like everybody's checked out. Don't don't really give a damn. Like I will watch baseball. Boom. Light somebody's ass up, go lead eight, maybe further, maybe sweet 16. I don't know. I just feel like this is when it's going to happen because everybody's checked out.
0: So, the thing, Harbin, I'm looking forward to or interested, I guess I should say, in seeing you're talking, you're talking about the uh, there's no hype around Tennessee and all that. Is remember what was that? I guess Bowden's senior year. When Tennessee – no, sorry, his junior year. Tennessee was number one in the country at at a point in the season. They won 15 in a row. But we beat – we ended up being the three seed in the SEC tournament, beat two seed Kentucky in the semifinals. And I remember that weekend trying to find a ticket or trying to find a way to get out there, but the tickets were just astronomical through the roof because Tennessee and Kentucky fans, the arena was pretty much almost split 50-50 – And then uh, two years ago, there was a ton of Tennessee fans again down there. Um, I just wonder what the Tennessee fan base or the Tennessee turnout will be from the fan base in Nashville this weekend because they're – like you said, there's this core group. You go to Thompson Bowling, there's 21,000 there most every night or between 18 and 21,000, which is top five in the country. But there's just no chatter around this team. There's no excitement. I mean, it's just – one of the most boring 22-win teams you'll see, which is interesting to say, but um, I just wonder what it'll be like this weekend at, at the Bridgestone Arena.
2: I, I don't know. Um, I think you can expect a heavy amount of crimson and blue. Um, Kentucky fans are always going to travel. Um, and Bama fans, when you give them a winning product, they're going to too. Um I don't really know, just to be honest with you. I think it'll be decent. I don't think it'll be mind-blowing, but I think it'll still be okay. But um, let me ramble for just a quick second on uh, my thought process of op- optimisticness, optimisticity whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, this team sucks on the road. They're bad on the road. Um, but we've... Proven for the most part this year that we don't really have a problem playing on neutral court. I mean, we lost Colorado and Nashville. Okay, bad loss. I over I, I overreacted to that when it happened. Um, that was in November. However, we won the was it the battle for Atlantis? Is that where we played? Yes, we won the battle for Atlantis. Beat some pretty good teams there. Uh. We beat Maryland when they was number thirteen in the country in Madison Square Garden. Yes. Um we beat Kansas, who is gonna be in, who's gonna be the fourth one seed um on a neutral court. Was that also at Madison Square Garden? That was in Atlantis. Okay, that was the championship game in Atlantis. Yes. Um This team is not I mean, this team's elite at home. And from what we've seen this year, they can play uh, they can play on a neutral court. Good thing is we ain't going to the NIT. We ain't gonna be going to somebody else's crib. And we play to our competition, which makes me nervous about first two rounds. But if we can if we can scrape by in the first two rounds, which hopefully the first round's not a scrape by, but if we can win both those games and we get to a neutral court versus somebody that's around our talent level. I like our odds. Our, I I truly do. You can call me crazy, call me insane, I don't give a damn. But stat show, we've only lost one game on neutral court this season.
0: So – oh, go ahead. Our, our,
1: if, if, I, if I ever get cancer, I want you to read the results. <laughs> but you can – you spin the hell out of this. I mean, <laughs> more, more tell me where I'm wrong. wrong. Tell me where I'm wrong. Hey, listen. I agree. Hey, I've been alive. <laughs> You know, I've been alive without cancer more of my life than with it. I mean, I I want you to read the results to me, Bud.
2: Hey, and if you like say, it, and if it ever comes to that point, I'll go to the doctor with you. And by God, you'll be hop, skipping, and a jumping out of that building. I'm fired up
1: right now. I, so- I may I may be back in on these boys. I mean, seriously, what are we? We're are we
2: six and one on a neutral court this season with three
0: ranked wins? I don't know. I can let me find that real quick. Maryland
2: was Maryland was number 13 they're a tournament team Kansas was high ranked they're going to be a one seed
0: so you were you were close Harbin we were uh, 14 and two at home four and six on the road four and one neutral site
2: yeah so we beat we beat USC Maryland Kansas and what was the Butler Butler we, yeah we blew out Butler and then uh and we lost Colorado early Yes. Yeah. Four and one on neutral court, uh, two ranked wins. Is USC going to make the tournament?
0: Uh, That's what I'm looking up. Um, I haven't kept up with them. They were in the chat. I'm pretty sure they are. Are they? Uh, Most of them, it says here they're projected like 9, 10 seed, 11 seed, something like that. Okay.
2: So, we we got three neutral court wins over tourney teams uh blew out one that's not going to be there took care of business and we had one bad loss that was what like our third game of the year that right there should give you some confidence going into the NCAA tournament
0: oh I agree um let's um so let's backtrack here a little bit last weekend Tennessee lost at Auburn um let me pull that score up here. Seventy-nine to seventy. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to get the the uh, play-by-play pulled up because at one point, if I remember correctly, Tennessee was up sixty-three to sixty in the second half, and that's the first half I'm looking at. Sorry, everybody, but um, I think Tennessee went on like almost a six-minute field goal drought to end the game and that's what worries me about this team and it's i don't they did i'll tell you why they didn't make a field goal they took viscovia out of the game the last five minutes kudos to bruce and and the auburn tigers they took viscovia out of the game because he was carrying tennessee um pretty much all game long he was on fire from the field but i mean tennessee was up i'm looking at it here um 63 to 60 with six minutes and thirteen seconds to go in the game, um, we—I don't think hit a field goal the final almost six minutes of the game. Now we hit a lot of free throws, but that was kind of the situation we were in because we were having to foul, and for some reason Auburn kept fouling us. I don't know why, but um. But, yeah, what was your thoughts Saturday very quickly? Because that that was one of the more – I've not been frustrated by a lot of the losses this year. I think the Florida game I was a little frustrated because we just didn't play worth a dime. The uh, Missouri game I wasn't that frustrated because I felt like it was a fluke. The Vandy game, it, it this, sometimes you just got to throw your hands up. They just beat us. They hit a shot at the buzzer and beat us. And that Vandy loss hasn't – I know they're not in quad one – but that team's been playing a lot better the second half of the season. I mean, their coach won Coach of the Year in the conference. Um, But that that game Saturday was one of the more aggravated I've been on the year. And I know my uncle called me. He was very aggravated. And I think part of it was because it's, it's Auburn. Bruce is there. My cousin goes to school there. She was running her trap all Saturday afternoon, sending us text messages even on Sunday. Um, but as she, as she should, though. Well, to the winners goes the spoils, but I also didn't run my mouth when we beat them forty-six forty-three in Thompson Bowling earlier in the year. One of her uh, one of her sorority sisters was sending me a message like, Take that in your face. And I'm like, Uh, we split this year. Well, her argument was, Well, we won by more in the total score. I was like, Well, whatever. Whatever, hang a banner, as they say on Twitter.
2: They did win the aggregate. They won the aggregate, yes. <laughs> and that was talking soccer.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I I think I was, that was one of the probably the, I think that was the most aggravated I've been after a loss this year. But just because we, we should have beat Auburn. And I'm not saying Auburn's a bad team or anything, but we were better than them. And it was back and forth, but we showed Moxie in the second half to go back ahead after being behind. I felt like we were the better team. But the last pretty much six minutes of the game, we didn't, we didn't hit a field goal. And you can't do that down the stretch. That's what's going to haunt this team. I hope I'm dead wrong. That's what's going to haunt this team either this weekend in Nashville or next week in the big dance somewhere. I just don't – like, where's Julian Phillips? Step up and make a shot. Viscovi, he's got to have some help to get a shot. Where's Josiah Jordan James in this situation? I mean, somebody's got to step up and make a shot, and they just could not – they couldn't do it Saturday, and it's not like they were taking bad shots. They just – somebody's just got to will one in the basket. Sometimes you just got to make it go in. Uh,
2: credit to a guy that I've bashed pretty much all year. Tyreek Key showed up against Auburn. He did. And he – and you was talking about willing something in. Everyone was, was down for the last minute and a half, two minutes, whatever it was. He put his head down and was like, I'm either going to get fouled or I'm going to go try to make something happen. And I'll give him credit on that. That's what we've kind of wanted out of him all year. Um, and I've been – I ain't a hater of him, but I've been one of his big, biggest critics. Uh, as far as the game goes, um, should we have won? Yes. Are we better than them? Yes. Was it frustrating? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did that game matter, though, in the grand scheme of things? I don't think so. Uh We didn't get the double bye in the SEC tournament. But as last year shows, SEC tournament don't really mean shit for NCAA seeding purposes. So what does it really matter?
0: Well, that's what Day-Day said. I think he texted us the other night saying, you know, that game really didn't matter. And really looking at it from a Tennessee perspective, it didn't – really hurt us in NCAA seeding. I mean, we might have dropped one spot um, overall, not a seed, but a spot. Um, We lost a spot in the SEC tournament. We couldn't do any better than a four. We couldn't do any worse than a five. So, really, I mean, you want to win the game, obviously. You want to be 23-8, and not 22-9. and But, really, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know why I was so upset. I think it was, again, because we lost to Auburn, Bruce Pearl, and Reagan Connard. Um, but in reality, stepping back and looking at it, that game, like you said, didn't mean a whole lot. To be honest, uh,
2: I think I, I think what was, I mean, I hate I hate to be one of those guys like take something out of a loss and like moral (laughs) victory or whatever, but we got forty minutes of figuring out life without Zakai Ziegler, um, before getting into tournament play. Which that is a positive, you know. We're gonna have to figure it the hell out. Um, and it worked for what thirty two minutes, thirty three minutes, whatever it was. Um, yeah. we're gonna have to have some guys step up, but I think I think they're gonna figure it out. Uh, since this is Aaron t- Thursday morning, um, uh, we're playing we're playing all Miss. They're bad. We should win. I would say we'll be double-digit favorite. Um, I'd like to see us kind of – I don't know if you can make a statement against Ole Miss, but, you know, win-handedly. You know, I guess momentum rolling. Uh, then we – I guess looking further ahead, I guess we have Missouri, or that's how it's going to line up. Yes. Um, I like our odds in that one. Um, I think we're better than them, and they went on a fluke, which credit to them, they played a great game um they were about two minutes from beating us by 20. but <laughs> yeah i think i think we'll bounce back and handle that but also we only have like 75 minutes of court play to kind of judge this team now i mean our primary ball handler's gone i mean you got viscovy now you got phillips you got key you got james one of them four – or Viscovy stepped up. Who? What? One of them other three going to have to step up and make some plays.
0: Was it – and I like Jimmy Dykes. Was it Jimmy Dykes Saturday that kept saying – or was it another game earlier in the week that he kept saying that uh, Mayshack was our point guard? He had yeah, to be that, confused. That was against with, Auburn. He had to be confused with somebody else. Mayshack's not our point guard?
2: I think at, the, I think at that point in the game, Mayshack was guarding the point guard. Uh, okay. So I, I said, couldn't
0: figure out what he was talking about. Because we had
2: – I may be wrong, but I'm ninety percent sure that we had Mayshak on Wendell Green for a considerable amount of time.
0: That dude threw up some of the most ridiculous threes Saturday. He couldn't the three before halftime. Just I I I threw my hands up in there and walked outside. Went back to doing some yard work. I mean, that ball he was guarded. He was in the very like worst spot you can be to shoot a basketball, in my opinion. He was in the corner behind the basket, hand in his face. How in the world did he hit that shot? And it just – you're looking at that. Tennessee's up seven going into the half, and now they're only up four. Or whatever it was. I think it was yeah. four. Yeah, it, was 34, no, it, it was 34-27. And I'm i am sitting there like, oh, that's great read right there. Great inbounds defense, and he makes it. I'm like, really? I mean, it's just – it's like things like that just aren't going Tennessee's way right now. Well, I was um, confused.
2: Well, I was confused in that moment because right before that, I believe it was Wendell Green drove in um, and the ball got knocked out. Yes. And the clock read –
0: 1.3.
2: Yeah, something like that. But then they tried to inbound and it got knocked out again and it went down to .8. Well, then all of a sudden on the inbound, it switched to 1.5. I don't know what that was. Which maybe the original time was off. But because Wendell Green pump faked and then shot it. He you ain't doing that with point eight. And Did I'm not they, saying that's why we lost either. I'm just saying yeah, that was oh, I know. weird. That was a very
0: well, weird. I'll game. tell you when I saw tonight, it's a non-sec game. It was the um uh the Southland conference, northeastern versus um Texas AM Corpus Christi, the Islanders. I didn't know that was their name. Um Ball was rebounded. The guy that rebounded turned around, dribbled. Referee blew his whistle, called double dribble. He dribbled one time. I'm there, and no one questioned it. The player threw his hands up, the coach threw his hands up, and the announcers never talked about it again. And I'm sitting there like, why are they not talking about this? That's like a pretty bad missed call because Northeastern or Northwestern, whatever team it was, I can't remember. Northeastern, no, Northwestern State, I'm sorry. They hit a three the next possession. I'm like, that was terrible. But anyways, I don't know. Some of the officiating, I think, gets lost sometimes, um, which I've officiated youth basketball. It happens. I'm not officiated at that level. But um, sometimes you get caught and you miss things. I don't know. But, yeah, that was pretty wild there. I don't know why that clock got reset. I didn't go back and look. I didn't want to watch it again. But. I don't know. Big Montana, you've not really said anything. You've been awful quiet.
1: Sorry, boys. I'm sitting here working and just enjoying the show. uh, (laughs) Courtside seats to the podcast that may or may not be canceled. Um,
0: You can't cancel. You can't cancel us.
1: You can't listen. You can't kill what's already dead, boys. You cannot kill what's already dead. uh, Where where there's
0: two or three gathered.
1: The Lord is there. That's all you need. Hey, listen, what was what I, is about? I, <laughs> I, I love, I love this time of year.
0: Oh, um, it's the best. I, what is dead may never die.
1: Hey, listen, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's the best time of the year. I'm going to reserve that for October. Um, but mm. I do think the warmer weather, the grass is growing. I won't make a Rick Barnes reference <laughs> to that. Um, I love tournament basketball. I love sitting here all day. I'm going to get COVID in a couple of uh, weeks or uh, next week. Next week. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to get COVID and I'm going to be on the couch and uh, just watching basketball all day. Um, it uh, It's honestly a just lazy man's Olympics
0: to watch oh, it's... basketball. Tomorrow and... and Tomorrow and Friday of this week and then yeah. Thursday and Friday and next week are my four favorite days of the year, not counting like the Masters coming up. But these yeah. four days, tomorrow and Friday of this week and then next week, Thursday and Friday of the big dance, just amazing. You know, the, the thing, amazing. The thing
1: about it is I hope mm. that Tennessee makes it to the Sweet 16 just so we can have something to look forward to the next week. Um, it it kind of – it sucks that, you know, after your team loses, it's like, ah, we're still going to watch, but like, ah, you know, we're not in anymore. Yeah. Um, I do hope to to see some mayhem happen. I love a good bracket buster. Um, I love seeing a 16 beat to one. Um, You know, I hope it happens again this year. Um, I I always look forward to the Cinderella team that's kind of mid-major, not mid-major, but middle of the pack. And, you know, they go on a deep run. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be Tennessee this year. I don't think they're a Cinderella team really, but they could be.
0: It depends on who they play. Um, what's your all's thoughts? We we're talking about the SEC tournament. It's in Nashville. It's already as we're recording underway. Ole Miss has defeated South Carolina. Miserable season for the Gamecocks is over. LSU Georgia is playing currently. Um, So when you're listening to this, uh the final, I guess, 12 teams will be set um, for the for the weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Harbin mentioned it a little bit before I hit record, but what's your all semifinals and who do you have winning? I guess, who's your semifinals? Who's in the championship? Who do you have winning?
2: Uh, I've got – I've got Bama and Tennessee up top and A&M and Kentucky at the bottom, or bracket-wise. I've got Kentucky beating A&M. Just because I feel like they're starting to play a little bit better, and this is just kind of the type of shit that they do. Um,
0: they do, they do call it the Wildcat Invitational.
2: And realistically, if I was putting money on it, I got Bama beating us. Um, obviously, I want to beat them by thirty. I hate them, but you know, they're number one team in the country. Where he beat them once. Real hard to beat somebody that good twice. Um, I think it'll be a great game. It it also just kind of depends on which Tennessee team shows up. You know? I mean, we could easily go out there and control the whole game and win by nine. Yeah. Very easily. But we could also go out there and be down eight to twelve the whole game, you know? Um but officially on paper, I've got Bama and Kentucky, which that'll make me absolutely vomit. But yes. I've got we got Bama winning it. Um, they get the regular season and the uh, and the tourney.
0: What is a game, Harbin, that you're looking forward to in the SEC tournament? Like a matchup? Uh, I really
2: want to see our rematch with Missouri. Uh, that that's the one that I've kind of got circled just because that game in Knoxville was bonkers. Like Missouri yeah. got up 17, 18 at the beginning or at the end of the first half, beginning of the second half. We stormed all the way back and then they they hit a mark. They hit a March shot on us in January. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that, that's all you can say. Um, they played great. And I think they're pretty good. Um, I do think we're better. am looking forward to that. And um, if it gets to that point, I'm intrigued by the AM kentucky game i'm intrigued by that one because i don't really have a read on AM. i think they're i don't I, I don't know if i can call them legit but they're very very solid um them boys can play they're big they're athletic but also when kentucky's firing hell they're just as good as anybody in the sec outside of alabama probably so I will will look forward to that game as well, but probably my number one (laughs) marquee matchup for me would probably be the Missouri game.
0: So I'll give you my final four very quickly, very similar to yours and a game to watch. My final four, I have Tennessee, Alabama, Texas A&M, Kentucky, and then Alabama A&M playing for the title with A&M winning the tournament. The game I'm interested to see is tomorrow night, Thursday night. uh, I think it's at 7 o'clock Eastern, Auburn and Arkansas – I think that one could be wild because Arkansas has been in a lot of tight games this year. They've not had the uh, season that a lot of people have expected with that freshman recruiting class that came in. It's like I i think I text you all the other night or maybe tweeted it. Arkansas, after last weekend, was 18th in the net rankings. And probably – I think they were top 20 in Ken Palm, and they're 10th in the SEC. Is this? I think that shows you two things. The depth of the conference is pretty good, and they've struggled to close out and win some games. Um, But I think that Auburn-Arkansas game, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, will be intriguing. But I think Tennessee gets to the semifinals for the sixth time in the past seven tournaments. I just don't know that they've got enough firepower to get by Alabama. Would I be shocked if they got by Alabama? Absolutely not. Like you said, Tennessee's got all the pieces and the – and the moxie to get there, I just don't know that – can they put a whole game together? I don't know. And I just think A&M's playing really well right now. Buzz Williams has done a really good job there. Um, They got to the title game last year. Tennessee kept them – it was like they were reaching for us and just couldn't get us. We had our arm out the whole time, just keeping them right away. It's like a little kid trying to get to you. Um, But I think they can get over the hump this year. It'll be tough, though. It'll be – you know those that final four teams is pretty four pretty good teams if they get there. A and M, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama. Um, I don't know what you got, Big Montana. Uh,
1: final four, I got um, Tennessee, Alabama, and then I've got A and M, Kentucky. Uh, I've got A and M moving on. I've got Tennessee moving on to the championship game, and just like last year, boys, I called it. Tennessee is going to win the damn thing. And you just remember that Big Montana was the only one that had faith in Rick Barnes and this Ball's basketball team in March. You remember
0: last that? year, you and I on this um, show, we both picked Tennessee to win the title. Exactly, I boys. I got the juju. The last time I wore this
1: hat on this podcast, I predicted a 10-win uh, season. We did it. So, here we are, boys. We'll um, see. we we'll
0: After
2: I started thinking about the bracket, Um what would be even juicier, and it would be Viagra for me. Mm. If we do get past Missouri, and if we do get past Alabama, and somehow Kentucky makes it to the championship, if we can repeat what they did to us four years ago, after we swept them in the regular season and they won the SEC title, yes. if we could, if we could come back after going zero and two to them and beat them in the SEC championship game, all is forgiven as far as Kentucky goes. That would be so incredible. So, we avenge Missouri, we go 2-0 against Bama, and we avenge both Kentucky losses, everybody's back on board, probably.
1: I will agree. I will let Rick Barnes lose to Mercer in the second round, if that happens.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I go that far, but everybody's back on board going into the tournament.
0: That's like we won the SEC title last year and we were mad that we lost to Michigan. I mean, it's like you think the little goodwill would go a little bit, but it didn't. But, yeah, it's – I'm – I don't know that I'm as confident this year as I was last year, Big Montana, about Tennessee's chances. Last year I felt like looking at the bracket and the matchups, I felt really good. I don't feel like that this year. I mean, Missouri scares me a little bit just because of – how hot they can get from three-point range. They could also be extremely cold because they shoot a ton of three-pointers. They're the anti-Tennessee right now where Tennessee is methodical, wants to run set plays, off-ball screens, and Missouri's just spreading the court, drive to the basket, kick it out for a three. Um, Hopefully it goes in for them, but I don't know. I, I think Tennessee beats Missouri, but that one worries me a little bit, but then I just... Alabama's got a lot of firepower, and I don't know. They've not played well the last two or three weeks, which I don't think it's a coincidence with all the stuff they've had going on around the program. But I think at some point these kid, those kids put that away, and the media stopped talking about it a little bit. But I don't my know. It would be interesting to see. My
1: favorite thing that would happen is the night before we play Alabama, they say that Miller cannot play because they <laughs> apply more evidence and he is under arrest.
0: Or he gets charged, yeah. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Or or a mom shoots him. That would be like poetic justice.
0: Crazy. Yeah, that whole story <laughs> is wild. Sad. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, I posted – I got more heat, Harb, um, and very more. quickly uh, The I thought I was doing something cool and engaging, posted the bracket with the throwback logos on it, and I posted the Tennessee throwback without the rifleman on it. And it was a throwback logo. And my God, people just pitched a fit about it. I mean, okay, listen.
2: This is a University of Tennessee podcast, not affiliated with the university, but fans yes. of the university. Yes. Um you give Ole Miss the coolest damn logo they got. You give Arkansas the coolest damn logo they got. Hell, you even gave you even gave Florida and Kentucky cool logos. But by God, Tennessee just gets the standard italicized all caps font. Kentucky. And then then you decided to be a little smart ass and go with the damn Coles Cash Smokey logo.
0: (laughs) That's the old Walmart logo. Walmart (laughs) logo, (laughs) Coles
2: logo. (laughs) And I just quit responding after that. And then finally, on the third attempt, you finally gave us the rifle, man. How hard was it?
0: So, I noticed um, there's two Rifleman logos. There's that one, and then there's the one with the vault and the star. But I did notice – I forgot – I totally forgot to change the Kentucky one. And the Kentucky one was a throwback, but I put it in last year because I tried to put, like, uh, the school names instead of just, like, a mascot logo or something. But I went in and changed it. You can see it on our Twitter. It's the Kentucky with the UK in the background with the cat, like, kind of clawing. So – there's that, but yeah, I caught a lot of flack for that, but I, I gotta go with whatever, whatever. It's just I'll take I'll take the hate. It's not uh, been your week, bro. No, it's just been a rough week, but I'll rebound.
2: Oh, yeah, it's like it's like I said in the uh, it's like I said in the group chat. Uh, can you leave the stupid shit to your personal Twitter <laughs> account, please? No. <laughs> okay. <Word>. No. <laughs> Word.
0: Um. So Harbin was there uh thursday night big montana was there he had to check out a little bit griffin was had an upset tummy um the hornets lost heartbreaker on thursday night in the uh region championship game uh wild environment there at jim williams gymnasium um but heartbreak for the hornets they had to go on the road um, on Monday earlier this week, lost at Unicoi County by fourteen. They they actually I didn't go, but they actually had it down to single digits, two three points at different points in the game, and Unicoi would make a run. But great season for those guys, twenty four and eleven. Uh, I've always said Carter's a basketball school. They win twenty to twenty five games every year. They're going to compete for the region title. Um, and this year especially, I thought they had a pretty good year. It was a senior class heavy laden senior class but you know 24 wins and two of their better players or two good basketball players don't even go to the school and are playing on another team that's going to the state tournament in a lower classification so imagine if they had those two players and they won 24 games without them so shout out to those guys harvin what do you think about the game thursday night um unfortunately
2: that was my first game that I got to make this year. Uh traditionally they play on they play on nights that line up with my nights that I work. So I'm glad I got to come out. Um Jim Williams gymnasium was packed. It was raucous. <clears throat> um I I sat with bowling and uh Griff Dog until they until they had to exit. Um it was a great game. Um, them halls boys just made shots, man.
0: What about them- that? What about Eminem making that shot where it almost hit the rafters for yeah. Halls?
2: I mean, well, what? We we were up one right there.
0: We were up one or two right there, right? Uh, or it was tied I, or something. I think it was like fifty nine fifty eight. Carter. Yeah.
2: Um. And there was about a minute and a half, two minutes left, if that. Uh, they kick it kick it to the wing and oh boy that <laughs> hadn't really made a shot all night uh he just okay. chucks it up of course almost gets blocked knocks a little bit of dust off the ra- rafters and his cash money
0: of course uh, of course
2: and then That's we go down and respond get a bucket and then uh they give it to that number five our best player he he was pretty good he's good um and he just makes a super, super tough shot, a little turnaround uh off the block. Great defense, just better offense. Um had their chances. It was a great back and forth game. It is what it is. Hornets had a great season. Uh I was happy to see how they put it on for strawberry
0: plains. Yeah. And 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 no disrespect to the players that don't play for Carter that I brought up. I'm just saying Carter won 24 games what could they have done with, with two extra players that are contributing mm-hmm. to a state tournament team? So, Never know. All, never know. All
1: the, all the disrespect for me. I don't care.
0: Wow. <laughs> it. Well, it was a great season. I was disappointed. I was kind of hoping that um, we'd get to host a state sectional game this Monday night. I was nervous heading into the game, but I did – I don't know, Harbin, I did pretty well, I think. I didn't mess up anything, so – Starting lineups went well. Um, golden throat. The golden throat. Golden-throated. Negative niece. Mm, throat so, goat. Throat. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well, it was a great – I had, this is one of the most fun uh, seasons I've had. This was my second full season announcing. So, really two and a half seasons I've announced. But uh, really fun and looking forward to next year. We'll see how Coach Kate gets the boys back. But – Big weekend coming up, SEC tournament. All the big conference tournaments are going on. Uh, The mid-majors are pretty much wrapped up by this point. Um, Team I'm looking out for is College of Charleston, 31 wins. I think Oral Roberts might be another team to look out for. Um, We'll see about an NCAA tournament preview show. Um, Maybe try to do something Sunday night. We'll see what everybody's schedules looks like. But um, big weekend of basketball, fellas. It's time. Up. It's a great time of year.
2: Fired up. Sunday night, I'll already have four brackets filled
0: out. And really quickly, we're running out of time. We're up against it here. Um, Section YY8 Podcast Bracket Challenge is back. Head to our Twitter page to find a link. Uh, winner gets a $50 Alumni Hall gift card. Or if you're not a Tennessee fan and you win, we'll figure something out for you. But um, Alumni Hall, if you're a Tennessee you fan, get, entered.
1: you don't get shit.
0: If you're not a Tennessee fan, then we'll just high five you and go on. Get in, get out, make sure you pay. That's right. Even though it's free. Even though it's free. Well, I appreciate everybody listening for Big Montana, for Harb. Dave All's not here, so I won't give him a shout out. Gavin, he's MIA, nobody knows. This has been the Section YY8 podcast. (laughs) phone bill once I